This is episode two of Sharing the Journey with Anne Royal. Great last name, by the way, Royal. Oh, yeah, I knew I had to grab him when I, I heard his last name. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, tell me about your parenting years and the lessons that you oh, learned and ways that God grew you, etc., etc. Well, let's see, our first how detailed I could get on this. Um, I'm so glad that I knew the Lord and belonged to a church and had um, young Christian uh, wives and mothers alongside me when we had our children because, it, you know, with women especially, I think we we gained so much just from the camaraderie and just talking about our babies and what they're doing and our frustrations and our joys and how do you do this and how here's a recipe for that this was before the internet too you you would uh, not get i mean right now you can get like a fire hose of information yeah. about raising kids but in those days you just get bits and pieces from maybe a book you read or passed on or an article in a magazine remember magazines <laughs> So, oh, and Focus on the Family had a good um, radio broadcast, and I learned a lot from that about Christian parenting and just how uh, to integrate the teachings of the Bible and the life in Christ with raising a godly individual who was spiritually healthy as well as physically healthy. So our kids were all physically healthy, and... Um, and, and just adorable and perfect, of course. And I sang to them a lot. And, and um, oh, I don't know what else. To, they went to church and vacation Bible school and Sunday school. And we did, tried to do family devotions many a time. They usually got very boring. And, <laughs> and the kids got antsy and we were inconsistent. So I feel like at the time there were a lot of prescriptive uh, ways of Christian parenting. You know, you'd go to a seminar or read a book or look at a video series and they would tell you just how to do it. And if you uh, did those family devotions and they did memory verses in Awana, why, y you could be sure that they were going to be fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Training up a child in the way he should go. Which isn't necessarily... True. But. Exactly. Many people took that particular Proverbs quote as a biblical promise. If you do this, then you know the other thing will happen. When they're old, they won't depart from it. Whereas I feel it is a principle that is is generally one we want to follow because it's biblical. But people have free will, and we all have a sin nature. So <clears throat> my kids, of course, exhibited that as well as anybody a sin nature i mean and of course they learned from a, their parents who were sinners but uh oh, let's see where was i going with that i don't know <laughs> so there was prescriptive parenting is what i call it and you were told what to do and how to do it and uh, when they got older you took them to they went to purity conferences and um, their youth pastor taught them about true love ways true love ways yep. wear the ring and and um, now that guy isn't even a Christian anymore, true love Wade's guy. Um, 
but you were just pretty sure that you know if you did all of that, why they'd turn out great and they'd marry a, another Christian virgin and be happy ever after. <laughs> it just seemed like such a nice guarantee for parenting, right? <laughs> but anyway, and there were there were uh, there were things that were good about that and things that were frustrating about that. And uh, what do I need to say? They all grew up and and went to college and. They all married Christians and have been married for a long time now. They're seven grandchildren, but uh, one of our kids and their spouses are uh, separated right now. This just happened in the last several months, and it's been a, sh- uh, a source of just great pain. And we are just leaning on the Lord constantly because there are four children involved and uh, it, it's it's just one of the worst things that's ever happened to try to walk through that experience and um, and support our kid and support that spouse to whom we were are, are committed as well so we'll just see what God is going to do with that so what do you think you're learning from grandparenting? Well, I guess to enjoy the moments. You don't get to see them all the time. I mean, sometimes you do see them regularly if you're helping with babysitting or something. Yeah. And uh, it's just great to just breathe in a, a sweet smell of a newborn baby. They sometimes smell good. And <laughs> And just hold that baby and feel them resting in your arms and just to know that they're a continuation of your family and you can just love them as much as you want and <laughs> it's just it's just great. It's fun to play with the toddlers and the and the preschoolers and have adventures with them. Um I and I'm also very um Oh, what's the word? Purposeful. When I know I'm going to see them, and even in between, I just pray that there will be opportunities to talk about God's truth to them, who God is, what He's like, how we can know that, and just make that part of our our uh, our relationship and our interaction. Mm-hmm. Not not that we only just pray at meals, but that we might pray when. When we're having a problem or when we yeah. see something nice. And I tell them that I believe in God and, and I believe his, the Bible is his true word. And I'd be the worst grandma in the world if I didn't talk about that to them. <laughs> <laughs> it's always fun to see look crossing their faces of uncertainty. How could somebody be the worst grandma in the world? <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about Johnny and Friends and then I'll ask you the faith questions and then we can wrap this up. Okay. So, um you got uh, involved in Johnny and Friends because you heard listen, about it through l- my blog. Listen to Shelley. <laughs> no, actually, we were friends before that. And I didn't learn from your blog. <gasps> no. <laughs> what blog? <laughs> my former blog. <laughs> but you read about it through my blog, didn't you? Mainly. I think you came back from Mission Springs. I had known you were going... And I just thought, man, that is quite a trick to get on an airplane and go down for a week of camp. But when you came back, you told me about it, and I, th- 
it was all positive. It just sounded so fantastic. And you told me about this STM you had who was your your total servant <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at your beck and call. And I thought, wow, that is something I would like to do. Because I am comfortable with the disability community and I believe God has prepared me to 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 um just be a friend and, and do whatever he's calling me. So I thought, wow, I'd like to do that, but I'm not getting on an airplane, you know, paying for all of that to go down. But then you told me, guess what? Southern Oregon is going to have a retreat starting, family retreat starting 2010 in Oregon. And I signed on to be an STM and we drove down together. Yep. That was the first year they had one in Oregon. Yep. Yep. Because I think you went in 2009 to I think you might be right. Yeah. Uh, to, um, or 2008 or something like what that. What was yeah. that? I can't, can't. I just said the name of it, but it's gone. Mission Spring. Yes. Yeah. So there we were on the Oregon coast, and I was really nervous about it because, oh, well, I had driven this long distance and I was really tired. My cell phone wasn't working. Um, I couldn't even tell my husband I'd made it okay. Um, <laughs> uh, what, one thing after the other. And I wondered if I would like my camper and if they'd like me and if they would run me ragged because I don't have a huge amount of energy. <laughs> and here I was, <laughs> given a camper who was older than I was, a lady who just wanted to sit and watch life go by and visit and talk. And so, um, and we had both brought our knitting. <laughs> and we were both knitting something yellow. And at the time, I just thought God was just winking at me saying I know exactly what you need and, mm -hmm. and and it was a great time just a great time watching camp life swirl around us as we knit in various locations <laughs> <laughs> at least you have something to do I just sit yeah. on the benches and talk well, well and we just would visit I should pick up take up knitting <laughs> it was very fun yeah and you've worked with a couple of other adults, mm -hmm. um, adult women. It's been so fun. One was a part of the friendship group, which is for the um, intellectually and developmentally disabled, or whatever. Yes, mm -hmm. use, yeah. Um, People in their late teens and early twenties, basically, or even a little older, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, but for a lot of years, you've had babies. Yep. And been in the nursery. Yep. Little kids from. I think as young as nine months up to, oh, you know, a year and a half. Yeah. So that's been great fun. So what does it mean for you to help these women or these families? Mm. Um, not necessarily what you get out of serving them. Right. But, but, yeah. What does it mean? Well, it means responding to an op a God-given opportunity in a positive way to just go put myself in a different position and be available to to help an individual and just to soak up some new sounds and thoughts just completely, you know, transplant myself for only one week mm -hmm. and to be a friend and to encourage somebody, try to get to know them and what what they like and 
make it happen for them if I can. Uh, if it's a baby, why you can just be the the best grandma in the world, <laughs> and so that mom can go off to her maybe just make some new friends or sit in a, an adult uh, teaching session without a little one to care for. I just you know want to make sure that I am a real servant and help so that the parents can have a good time. Let them know that their family member is is fantastic, that I just think their kiddo is is a gorgeous gift from God and that I'm enjoying them so much. Mm-hmm. And that, I guess that's my place. And, and just to be aware of what God is teaching me and showing me, it's, you have to get out of your rut. You said something one year when I was joking with you about having you on my retreat interviews you said that you learn something different from each camper do you Hmm. still think that's true oh (laughs) sure because you don't know who it's going to be what ages they're going to be or what their disability might sometimes you you get a typical sibling um because at camp all of the kids who come get an stm not just the um person with a disability and so they they all need a buddy buddy and there's good reasons for that so you you just kind of what's what i learned is to have that open mind that ready heart and trusting god to um uh, pair me up with somebody who i'm going to learn about and i'm going to find out what they like like to do learn have conversations with them or maybe with their parents and just let them know that they are lovable and fun and accepted and cared for. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I guess we'll move on to the faith-oriented. Well, it's all been faith-oriented, but that is the point of this podcast. But the specific questions that I have... Um, who are you thankful for on your faith journey? Hmm. Especially recently, if you want to pick someone recent, but you can it can be anyone. Well, in general, I'm I'm thankful for um, pastors who make learning and teaching the Bible uh, and and loving their people uh, uh, that they make it their lives work and. I've just had so many faithful pastors and Bible teachers. Um, BSF has been a huge thing, Bible Study Fellowship. I started in 88, and I was active through 2011, I think. And I've done all sorts of roles in there, and I just learned so much just from that program. The Bible is just so full of of what I need. Um, So people... Um, oh, once or twice an older woman has been kind of like a mentor to me and a special friend where we could talk about anything together, mm-hmm. uh, an older Christian woman. Um, Christian friends now that have been lifelong friends, prayer partners um, who give wise advice and listen to all my joys and my woes, and I do the same for them. And um, so those those particular friends, those wise friends who are in the Word, 
I don't have any specific names. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fine. Um, do you have any resources, podcasts, books, whatever, that you would recommend um, for somebody interested in growing in their faith? Hmm. Besides the Bible, of course. Yeah. Well, I know Bible Study Fellowship, the format and the, the feel of it seems to have changed a lot in the last 10 years or so. But I would definitely recommend looking into attending that or a community Bible uh, class. I believe there's a, that's another big international organization. But, you know... Um, it's uh, I guess it's a blog. It's a, a Canadian pastor named Tim Challies, and I have been following him for a couple years, and I find that his resources resonate with me. I, and when I say that, I mean I read them, and I'm just fascinated. I feel like I've learned I read, something. I started reading one of his books, and I put it down to read oh. something else. I should pick it up and finish it. I only. I only know one book that he's written, and I didn't really like it. But <laughs> I like his blog. What was the book? Um, it was something about making the most of your time. Or oh, the book I read was epic. Epic. Yeah, but it's about church history. Oh, is uh, it new? Uh, relatively. Okay. Yeah. Just like his blog, because of course it's it's daily, it's fresh, and what he does is he reads tons of articles and other blogs, and he'll give you a thumbnail about what somebody has written and why he likes it and so I just go through those and I see what you know it's like I'm going through buffet line grabbing whatever I want and I uh, read things and I'm always um, it's just, they're from all over the world um, and they they just all have to do with Christian living and and uh, the world view and the culture and so I learn a lot I like Tim Challies. Um, so what does it mean to you to know that God's presence is with you every day? Well, I'm never alone. He's always accessible. I can go to him all the time, anytime. I mean, sometimes that's not in the forefront of my mind. And, yeah. But I know that he knows exactly what's going on with me, just like that first uh, camper I had with the yellow knitting. <laughs> I know that whenever, example, when I'm with a grandchild and I see something, I'll, I can just say, thank you, God, for the thing you're showing us here. and when we look at it, we know what a marvelous creator you are and how you wanted to make us laugh with the funny way that little creature moved or whatever. You know, mm -hmm. we can just have a prayer like that. So that means something to me. Also to know when I'm talking to a friend who's... We've, maybe we've just talked about hard things together or something that's challenging us. We, you just stop right there in the middle and say... Let's pray about that right now. It, it just really seems to um, push on my heart strongly that there's no reason to just talk about it like there's only two of us in the room, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That's what sometimes it means to me, right? Second to last question. Are there 
specific ways you feel the Lord is working in and through you recently? Hmm. Well, um, I'm getting older now, and I've given up a lot of the active ministries I used to do, being at a certain place at a certain time, ready to do a certain thing. And um, we're retired, and we've had two years of COVID, and um, I'm just learning to be quiet. I'm learning to... I, I have depression and it's, it's under control, but it just tends to make me kind of a, don't want to do anything or maybe just kind of be under-energized. So I'm just learning how to live with that and um, minister to the people God puts in my path and be a friend. Mm -hmm. huh? And just be content with that and not have to have um, big, you know, not run a soup kitchen, I always mm -hmm. say. That's my, mm -hmm. my, um, my, yeah, my, not, yeah, it's a not, joke, yeah. Yeah, well, but not everybody's called to be mm -hmm. the head of the soup mm -hmm. kitchen. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. So, uh, so that's what I'm learning now, to be content, um, to dig deeper into God's word and just to, to kind of marinate in it to cultivate relationships with friends where that might be at the forefront of our conversations. Uh, to pray more for people. Uh, to cultivate relationships with people who seem maybe to need that at church. I don't need to sit next to somebody I already know in the same place. Um. There you go. Yeah, cool. Um, the last question is, how can we be praying for you? All three of us who listen, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Two and a half. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anybody who made it to this part of the interview is, is really a prayer warrior, and a staunch ally, and a Christian of highest caliber. <laughs> And that person, they already know how to pray for me. <laughs> and, you know, I've learned that God doesn't need my recipes for praying. Um, sometimes I get all um, all uh, struggling, you know, to say the right prayer, the right words. Do this and do that and show me this and fix that. And I realized... Um, I can just say, God, here's, you know the problem. I want to raise it up to you right now because we, we need your help. Um, we need to trust you more. Something like that. The end. So you can pray that for me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you think I missed? Well, I just, I just want to apologize for rambling, but I'm an old woman. <laughs> I know, it was great. <laughs> when I get going with you, it's like we're on a four-hour car drive. So. <laughs> have absolutely no... Yeah, we um, don't get to do that this year, no, so... No, we don't, and and so um, I'm used to that. And then you ask such good questions <laughs> and listen so well. Courtesy of the Internet, I found good questions. But you've yes. got them all memorized, <laughs> and it just flows. It's easy to be with you and to talk to you, Shelley, and I appreciate your friendship of, gosh, over 15 years now. Whoa! <laughs> really? Yeah, wow! I mean, what year were you at... Um, boots and breeches. 07 or 08 or something like that, yeah. That? Wow. I think it was closer to 05. Or, 
Maybe I had Ellie. I had just. No, it wouldn't have been 05 because I wasn't. I was with Shelly still. Anyway. Um, anyway, whatever yeah. it was, it's been a long time, folks. Yeah, it has. We, we pretty so. much know everything about each other. So <laughs> Gotta hand it to Shelly for being patient enough to just answer, ask these same questions and listen to the crap she always listens to in the car. <laughs> And I also see you just said crap on a Christian podcast. <laughs> I, uh, I saved it to the end. <laughs> you can use your. Do you have a little bleep that you can? And she can just press the button and bleep. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! All right, well, God is good, so right? Much. Yes, yes. God is All good. Right. What's he teaching you from doing podcasts? Oh gosh, you know I've sort of been wondering about whether or not to continue this podcast and or whether or not to take it in another direction mm. but um, every time I sit down and do a podcast I am so blessed from talking to whoever I've talked to that I can't imagine stopping I'm just not quite sure mm. um, where I'm supposed to take it so you all can pray for me about that in the next few months as I, mm -hmm. I've been praying about it since I took this short break. I've been praying about what to do and don't really feel like I have a strong answer. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, it's encouraging to talk and it's encouraging to hear other people's stories. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 